Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Bridge Teaching Podcast. We hope that the messages you hear are both uplifting and challenging. And now, welcome to the Bridge. So yeah, we got a new series starting, and it's titled, This is the Way, and I'm, I'm pretty thrilled about it. And uh, the title of the series is that, but tonight specifically, we're going to learn about arranging our days to remain in the way. Now, we're going to be talking tonight. Uh, what is this from? Mando? Okay, what about what's the full name for you guys? You guys are all like all about it. You know the shorter name. The Mandalorian. Okay, now what is the Mandalorian? Or excuse me, who is the Mandalorian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so like Michael, when, when he says this is the way, like what does that mean? Give us some context. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. I love it. I love it. So, so why would they not take off their helmets? Because it was just not the way the Mandalorian. That wasn't part of the deal, right? Okay, but people would say that the, those, we're, ne- you, we're getting laughed at right now because we're in this together right now, all right? But listen, you haven't seen it? Okay, who has not seen Mandalorian? Also, once again, if you weren't here tonight, you're not a Christian. If you haven't seen Mandalorian, you're also not a Christian. No, I'm, I'm done. That's a dumb joke. I'm not doing it anymore. It's really cool, though. It's really cool. I highly recommend it. I, I actually think it's better than Loki, which was also, I'm, you guys... If only I would share Jesus as, like, bravely as I share about Mandalorian and, and Loki. It's good. Um, but, yeah, so basically the way would be this. It would say, like Michael beautifully explained, I love your explanation, actually. Um, they do or do not do certain things, and when they would not carry out a certain function or action, why would they do that? They would say, because this is the way. It was no questions asked. We do or we do not do that because this is the way. The way would seem to indicate that the Mandalorian code and way of life, when they say this is the way, they mean this is the way of the Mandalore, the way a Mandalorian is supposed to live in order to call themselves Mandalorian. Now, what do you guys think? In the Church of Acts was the first name of the first church. The way. What are the odds on that? Do you know why they were called the way? Because it wasn't just a set of ideals but it was a way of living. They didn't name themselves that, but the community called them the way because because they followed Jesus, they would live in a certain way. This is the way. Now, we're gonna be in John chapter 15 tonight, right? And uh, we're gonna be looking at the discussion that's taking place during the Last Supper. Now, there are some truth bombs that Jesus is dropping during the Last Supper. Now, what are some of those truth bombs being dropped? Some of it's in there, some of it's not in there. What's Jesus saying night, night before he gets arrested? Yeah. Sorry, he's itching his head. He's not raising his hand. You guys know if you don't? Yes, Michael. Very good. Excellent. That is the first thing I've written down. Someone's going to betray me. What else? Yes. What else? Good, Aaron. Who's coming? Yes, the Holy Spirit, right? He says, I'm going away. I'm leaving. The Holy Spirit is coming. One of you is going to betray me, right? But with me going away, this is what I need you 
to know. In order for you to carry on the ministry, you must understand and you must get this information. They don't get it all in the evening by any means, right? But time would tell. They get it. It clicks. They receive this and they apply it to their life. And in, the, in turn, they turn the world upside down. So let's read together. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I'll abide in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless... It abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do what? Apart from God, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. Now, what is uh, like the example that we see Jesus using as he's communicating the disciples? What is it? Yes, we're talking about a vine. Do you guys think that vine discussion and, and grapes and fruit would be common in the culture at this time? Why? Okay, yes, yes, they, they, they drank wine. One of the first miracles that Jesus ever did was turning water into wine, right? But then everything they ultimately they consumed either came from a vine or would have to come from something like that ultimately. They're like, this makes sense. In fact, Jesus would have been described as the vine. The Messiah would have been known as the vine himself, right? And Jesus is saying, this type of fruit does not come apart from the vine, right? See, you and I, when we declare Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we don't just add Jesus to our life. And we have to remember that. I'm not just adding Jesus to my life. I'm not just adding him to my school. I'm not just adding him to my family. I'm just not adding him to my routine. No, I'm not just adding Jesus to my life. No, Jesus is now the source of my life. And that's what Jesus is wanting to communicate to these disciples. Now, if this was in nursing school, I think a really good example that Jesus, if he was talking to a bunch of nurses or medical people, I could see an incredible comparison to this vine and fruit and nothing being done apart from him could also be described between a, a baby and the mother, right? Because apart from the mother, a baby cannot grow, a baby cannot survive, a baby cannot live. In fact, the placenta, it provides oxygen and nutrients to the growing baby, and it also removes waste products from the baby's blood, right? Growth and development, it never comes apart from the mother. It cannot be done. And Jesus is saying, same with fruit in the vines, the same with a, a mother and a child in the womb. Jesus is saying, your growth and your development, it can never come apart from me, right? So does anyone have any idea? We're talking about this word abide tonight, right? If we're going to arrange our days to walk in the way, if we're going to arrange our days to remain in the way, Jesus is saying, you must abide in me. So what does abide actually mean? Does anyone know? Have you heard this word before? Yes, we've heard it, but what does it mean? Yes, Trey, what do you got? Follow, pretty darn close, but, but no. Anyone else? This is very close, Trey. It's a great guess. Yes, Matt. To walk in. Also, it's very, very warm. Yes, Barbara. To live in. Yeah, that's, that's also good. There's an R word I'm looking for. These aren't necessarily wrong. No. To remain. Abide means to remain. You can read to me on the screen. To continue to be present. To be held. To be kept. Continual. 
There's no end to abiding. We must continue to abide just like a baby can't thrive apart from the mother. Just like there is no fruit apart from the vine. We're not adding Jesus to our life. No, he's the source of our life. So we must continue to abide. We must, in fact, remain, right? So when we look at verse three, and you can look on the screen, we see in, actually, I don't have that up there, but what is John 15, if you have your Bible out? John 15, verse three, what does Jesus say there? Anyone have verse three for me? Go, Kirsten. Okay, let, let, let's say it out loud together so we get it. Say, you're already clean. Jesus is hugely speaking into our identity there. We're not trying to get clean. No, because of him, we are clean. That's a critical place that we must start. We're living from the places because of Jesus Christ. I am pure. I'm spotless. I'm a child of God. And that cannot change. That status with him cannot change. In verse four, we see we abide because Jesus just said, apart from me, you can do nothing. Right? That's why we have to abide, because I don't want to do nothing. I want to do something. I want to change the world. But Jesus is saying, I'm the source, so you can't do it apart from me. In verse 5 in the text, it says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you abide in me, you will bear much fruit. We abide because you're going to make an eternal impact. Without him, however, we're literally paralyzed to do anything eternal. So yeah, we got to remain. Yes, we have to abide. He wants us to produce. You guys can look at the next slide with me. Now, am I super loud right now? Are we cool? Okay, good. I'm just making sure because I was so loud over the retreat and I'm just trying to make sure I'm not blowing y'all's eardrums out. Okay, verse six. And I'm behind the speakers too, so I can't actually hear how loud I am. So verse six, let's read on. We abide in him because if we do not Man, here's the harsh reality. I, it's, one of my, it's literally my least favorite thing to talk about, right? It's my, 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 my difficult reality that, that we live in as followers of Jesus Christ, that if we don't tell other people about Jesus, they run the risk of spending eternity apart from him. Now, it's not our job to change the desire of anyone's heart. It's not our job to make anyone believe. We can't do that. Only the Holy Spirit can. But Jesus has left us to go out and tell the world about him because if people don't declare Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, we will be separated from God forever. And I know that is hell. Whatever hell is, it must have been so awful that Jesus left his throne in heaven. God sent his one and only son to die a brutal, brutal, unbearable death so that we could be saved from it. So hell is corrupt and you do not want to spend eternity apart from God. He's saying that's where we'll be cast. That's why we must abide in God. In verse seven, we understand that our desires change and we get what we want because we want what God wants, right? See, Jesus was saying, man, like if you remain in me, ask whatever you wish, it'll be given to you. So I'm like trying to figure that out. But that ultimately is what happens when you remain in God, you want what he wants. And we cannot throw off the plans of God. So that's how that verse, like, so that's not a prosperity gospel. No, if we're truly remaining in God, our desires become his desires. And then whatever we want, we get it because it's what God wants also. And then verse eight, the last one, we abide because when we do, we cannot help but glorify God because that's why you're here. You're here not to be comfortable. You're here not to be successful. You're here not to be free of stress or anxiety or pain. No, you're here to love God and love people, to know him and make him known. You're here. You're created by God and for God and to glorify God. And so when we abide, we're doing what we were born to do. And like I tell you, it is then that your soul is thrilled with a sense of destiny. Jesus is saying, say 
with me. Abide in me. Be present with me. What does that mean? It means when you say amen, this talk's not over, right? It means that when you close your Bible, when you do your devos in the morning, it's not goodbye until later on that night, right? It's like, or when you leave here, right? When you leave church, you don't have to leave him. When we abide, we remain in him. He wants you still, right? But we have a problem, right? Man, we are a distracted people. We're a busy people, right? I was talking with a student this morning. I'm not coming at you with the things I'm gonna come at you with tonight from a place of strength. No, I'm like, I'm in a, I'm in a hard season right now, right? I have a one-year-old at home, right? We're just coming off uh, an epic lock-in with you guys, right? Now we're going off again with some students this weekend, right? And so like, I'm, I'm away from my son again. My life's just like a little bit hectic right now, right? And just like, I, I just don't have a grip on the pace of my life right now. It feels very fast. My, my devos are short. My prayer times just feels distracted, right? And my habits are good because I'm, a, or not good because I'm a little bit exhausted right now. I'm distracted. We have to reorient, right? You guys, I hate to tell you, but school's coming, right? Man, hecticness is coming, and I want you to have a grip on these things. I want you to remain free. I don't want you to like be like sluggards all your life. No, I want you to, in fact, thrive. I don't want you to be a distracted person, a busy person, right? I want you to not survive the school year. No, I want you to th- thrive, right? And, and the truth is, when we abide, that is how that we do that. Chris Hodges explains, because I tell you guys, you all have a direction. That's why I wanted the exile profile with you, because you're all gifted, right? But the problem is not that you're gifted, right? Because I know you're gifted. The problem is that me and you were distracted. So Satan say, cool, I don't care if they're gifted or not. I'm going to distract them so they're not using their gift. We use our gift effectively when we're abiding in God, right? But we can't abide in God if we're never focused on him. So think about this for a second. Who are you becoming by the things you're doing, right? Think about that. Who am I becoming by my routine, right? There are things you do every day. Guys, throw this out to me now. What are some things you do every day? Maybe we all do every day. What is he? What did you say? Did you say math? I don't, I mean, I guess so. Like, how so? Like, what? Is that, have you guys heard that before? Man, that's a bummer. I never learned that in homeschool. Thank God, because it's not true. No, I'm just kidding. It's good. No, no, that's good, Aaron. Yeah, we probably do in some form or fashion, right? Um, me, I use math every day because, like, my son, he, like, like we, I go to give my nano medicine in the morning, and uh, he always hits the elevator buttons, right? And I swear to you, we've probably called, like, 911 in the elevator, like, 40 times because he always hits the button. Anyways, I'm counting every day as we're going up the stories. Forget it. Not important. Yes, we do do math every day, don't we, Aaron? Right? What else do we do every day? We eat. Yes, very good. Okay, cool. Right? What else? Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, if we're a little, like, practicing good hygiene. Anything else, right? You brush your teeth, shower. What do you do with your phone when you wake up? Yeah? Does anyone not? Let let me ask you this. Is there anyone in here that doesn't sleep with their phone at their bedside? Whoa! You guys, I'm going to sit. You guys can teach this. Tell me why. What's going on? Why don't you do that? Okay, where, where, where do you keep, if your phone's not at your bedside, where's it at? Okay, is that, is that Autumn's rule or is that like the household rule? Okay, but it's still a good rule. That's a great house rule. Anyone else doing it on their own? You have two phones? 
Kate's dealing drugs. Bummer. Bummer. Glad you're here. No, I'm just kidding. It, okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Is, are you doing this by choice, Michael? Okay, why? Yeah, yeah, I hate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, like, it wants to find me, right? Even, even when I have D&D on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, first off, mad respect. I've been promising myself I'm not going to sleep with my phone at my set bedside, and I can't get away with it. Joe, you're one of my accountability partners, bro. You got to stay on me about this, bro. It's not how I want to live. I want to sleep, man, you know? But I'm like, well, like, maybe, maybe the Orlando Magic finally, like, signed Steph Curry or something. I don't know. Like, I got I to gotta stay, stay up to date on this stuff, right? So, Man, we shower. Maybe, not all of us, because I'm proud of you, maybe we grab our phone when we wake up, and maybe we're holding it until our eyes are closing before bed. Maybe we're watching Netflix for a super long time, right up until we're super tired, and this is not how I want to live. Now, let me ask you guys this question. Is Snapchat free? Do you have to pay to purchase it? It's free. Okay. Is Instagram free? Okay, yes. Is Facebook free? Okay. So who's the product and who's the consumer? You are the product right? These tech industries, they're paying millions and millions of dollars because you are the product and they want your attention and they want your time. So we must arrange our days. We must have a plan. We must have a strategy to fight this fight because if we do not, if we leave it up to to chance, we will lose. And I think we will not abide in God. I think we're going to like, by the time like you guys, a lot of you guys are seniors, by the time we graduate, we're going to look like first century Christians, Right? Like we're going to get weird this school year with some of the things that I want to incorporate with you. Right? We have to have a plan. We have to say, this is the way. Right? This is how I want to live. In order, us for, in order for us to remain the way, we must have some structure. We must have some guardrails. We must have some rules for life. Now, the first 300 and 400 years in the early church, they, they, they talked a lot about theology, they argued about theology, and they also had a lot of discussions about the formula for how the Christian should live, and they called this rules of life, right? Now, rule comes from the Latin word regula, which that also means trellis. Now, what is a trellis? Colby, you're a gardener, you know. What's a trellis? They grow up. They don't grow down or apart, but no, they grow up. It holds the vine so that it can bear the maximum amount of fruit, right? Jesus says what? What did he say? Abide in me so that you will what? Bear much fruit. Rules of life, a system for how we live, some guardrails will be a trellis for our life so that we can bear the maximum amount of fruit. But look at your neighbor and say, but me no, me no like no rules. Do you not like rules? Like, like who, who here, like I'm, like, I'm not a rule. I don't like rules, right? But my wife loves rules. If I, 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 my wife cannot break rules. And it, we, we, we like, I'm a jerk to her about it sometimes, right? Like, it's like, 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 and I have to apologize, whatever, right? Now, uh, who, who, who's like good rule follower in here? Who, you like rules? You like boundaries? And who's like, I don't like rules, right? Okay, we're in this together, right? You know who hates, the, hates rules too, right? Is the world, right? The world, I think, hates rules, right? And, and like, I'm talking about like, like, I mean, I got in a really bad car accident when I was 17 because I went through a do not enter sign, right? And I was like, ah, oh, that's why that was there, right? See, see, that was really dumb, right? That was stupid. So that's, that's a horrible example. That's when rules are really good. But like, what's, what's a dumb rule we could break? 
So you, you don't want there to be a speed limit? Like, at all? Like, like where should there be no speed limit? Like, as fast as you want to go, it's free game. <laughs> On the highway, like, no speed limit. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. That's more of, like, a crazy Michael Irvin opinion. What, it, what is, like, a, like, like, okay, uh... Is there like a line rule we can break or like we're standing in line? Okay, what about this, right? What about when you're at a theme park and there's like the, the rails that like make you like walk this way and then that way and then that way, but there's no one in line, right? Or don't lean on the rails. That's, that's a great rule to break. I saw that the other day and I was just like, I'm leaning on the rail. Why not? Why not? It can support me. Okay, we can lean on the rails. But what about with the rails when they're like, there's no line, but they still want me to walk like this crazy thing, right? Is it okay for us to like just like cut straight through? not a big deal, okay? That is a dumb rule, but I'm talking, what I'm talking about with the world, when I say the world hates rules, right? We all hate that rule, right? The world, how do they view the guidelines and instructions given us through the word of God? Do they like it, or what do they, how do they view it, Jason? <laughs> okay, wow, all right, no, we're past it, we're past it. That would have been good like two minutes ago, though, okay? So, like, what, like, like what, what, why does the world not like the guidelines and instructions given to us by Jesus through the word of God? Okay, they want to do what they, they want to do, what feels right to them. I think that's, I, I, can we go with that? Is that good? Okay, good. Okay. So what's interesting about the world, right, and, and their hate against God and, and his, his guideline for our life, you know, and thinking that we're oppressive or something like that by, by having um, guidelines for how we can live and live life to the fullest, right? The world, what I think is so funny, the world is rebellious and like so against the grain and so counterculture by doing what everyone else is doing, right? That's not rebellious or punk rock at all, right? That's just a little side note I want to point out. So let's look at some of the rules that maybe the world doesn't like. And as Christ followers, we may not like, right? But we, we have to get this right because we are Christ followers. So let's look at the first image for a second. And this is from Church of the City. Can we go to slide one for substances, please? Okay, so substances. Illegal drugs are celebrated on college campuses, concerts, and nightclubs. YOLO. Are you guys still familiar with this phrase? That's an old phrase from when I was in college. But we must ask, is a person really free if they need a substance in order to feel alive? That's a great thing for you guys to keep in your arsenal, right? So, like, you don't want to do drugs, but in order for you to have a good time, you need drugs? Are you really free, right? For many, fun turns to addiction, leaving millions of Americans now dependent on drugs and or alcohol to get through the day, right? How often have you guys heard in high school that weed's not addicting, right? Okay, but listen, listen. Like, if you smoke your way through high school and then college, right, you're not learning how to deal with life apart from a substance, you have no structure to defeat anxiety or stress, right? Because you've medicated yourself through it at that point, right? And then what happens? You become dependent on that substance because then your anxiety is so high, people aren't getting this right, right? So, so it's like, man, to say that weed's not addicting is a lie from Satan, right? It's an addiction because you're counting on this substance to relieve anxiety from you when really we need to depend on the word of God, right? And, and we need to love God with all of our mind and come through those types of strategies, right, with him so that we can overcome these things. Otherwise, we will be hugely dependent on these things, dependent on drugs and our alcohol. And there are some people, right, so, I'm, so I always want to give this caveat, man, we have a, a legit chemical imbalance in our brain, 
right? We don't, we don't absorb serotonin correctly or, or dopamine correctly or things like that. And then certain types of drugs prescribed by doctors can be helpful to us to get those things firing correctly. That, I'm not referring to that, right? Okay, so let's, let's move on. Let's look, point two, dependencies to which we may not respond, but I don't have an addiction. Widely overlooking the fact that we depend on guilty pleasures to function. We must ask, what would happen, and this is where this gets a lot of Christians here, if we were to resist the urge for extra coffee, cookie, snack, or sugar boost? How would we respond or behave, right? We don't want to fall into these things. We're like, I don't want to be held back. I want to do what I want. But what about dependencies? Man, I don't want to depend on anything. I honestly, I'm too dependent on coffee right now, right? Who loves coffee in here? Right? We love coffee, but it could get weird. I don't want to depend on anything ultimately. Right? So let's move on a little bit further. Let's look at point three. Okay, let's look at porn now for a second. In our culture, porn is painted as a harmless avenue to explore our sexual freedom. But what we're not told is there are crippling side effects to this illusion. Right? So even Christians and non-Christians alike, we're all hugely coming to an agreement about pornography is that it's not good for you. Right? It's not even just a Christian thing that we believe this anymore. To this illusion, it is often only when we start fighting the urge and recognize how it has affected our relationships that we realize how much it has actually enslaved us. And the hard thing about our culture is we don't even have to go looking for pornography to find it. With technology, it often comes to us and then can cause addiction from there. I think the thing that parents are wrestling with right now with extremely young kids, is if, as long if they have a tablet or whatever, it's not a matter of if they stumble upon it, but it's simply a matter of when, how will we respond, right? So we have to be aware, man, man, you you say, I want to be able to consume what I want when I want to, but we are all agreeing this is not good for us. Let's look at the next one now. Technology. Has anyone seen The Social Dilemma, right? Okay, I haven't seen it yet, but this is making me want to go see it. Um, What was Social Dilemma about? Okay. Okay. Okay, okay. Interesting. Okay, okay. So so basically, is it saying that like we need to get a grip on this? Like like this is this can cause problems within us if if we don't have discipline with this? Okay, so we're already there. Like now, now we need we need to reel it back in at this point. Okay, so man, so so this this documentary is revealing how addiction to social media and smartphones is actually a byproduct built into the product design, which begs the question: How often do we pick up our phone a day? I pick up my phone whether it vibrates or not. Have you guys heard of the phantom vibration? You think it vibrated, but there's nothing there, right? We haven't. We have an issue. We pick this up way too much. I need this way too much. What about uh, the stress of when your phone dies, right? I'm like, anyone got a charger? Y'all, I'm going to need a charger. Anyone. I'll, I'll go to, you got a car charger? Cool. You, can I have your keys for like five minutes? You know, whatever, right? It's an issue, right? And like, I'm not coming at anybody with this one specifically. I want to get to grip. My screen time is not looking pretty right now, especially within the, the pandemic. We were all uh, through the roof. If we're really free, why can't we shake this temptation? Let's look a little further. Okay, spending habits. Long before the COVID-19, the average American was still $91,000 in debt. Did you guys know that? I did not know that, right? That's pretty insane. In the West, freedom means more, which begs the question, in our pursuit of more, have we become enslaved to our credit cards? The constant temptation is ever-present, even when we don't have the means. Guys, 
you may or may not have a credit card right now, like, don't get into debt. Don't put stuff on credit. Just don't do it. Let me save you. If, man, if I could save you so much right now, man, the average student graduates from college with $41,000 of student loan debt. Like, that's crazy. Don't do it. We're investing in degrees, spending a lot of money on them, and the degree's not that valuable, right? We have to be really careful. Let me warn you of this right now. Let's move on to the next one. Mental health, often as a byproduct to the other five things, right, on this list. Like I said, there are some chemical imbalances where we need, uh, like, like these, these incredible physicians to help us. So I'm not speaking into that. But our lifestyle could be hurting our mental health. I think that this is huge, right? We can't see this mental health decline out of nowhere. It's not like there's something in the water. No, the way that we're living is crippling our mental health. And there are things that we don't necessarily need medicine to fix. We need to change our lifestyle. It says this culture promotes escapism. Now, what is escapism? Yeah. Oh, like, like, like say, say it again, I'm sorry. Like movies and, like, music. Okay. But, like, those aren't bad. How is this? How... No, like, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think that when I'm stressed about, like, I got a teaching to get done, I'm like, oh, well, like, why don't I go, like, watch, like, Outer Banks season two? You know what I'm saying? Right? It's like, well, why don't I just get the teaching done first? And then I can, like, enjoy this. But, no, I want to escape, like you're saying. Or I just want to listen to, like, whatever new album that just drops. When really, like, like I just want to escape from whatever my issue or problem is. Right? I, th- I agree. Right? Okay. So we find that it's short-lived. We cannot permanently escape our ways out of mental health issues and disorders. So let's read the last one together now. In spite of these realities, Jesus gives us the pathway to true freedom. It is ultimately through self-denial and becoming like him that we get free. This doesn't happen overnight, but then when we, what is that word? Abide in God's love over time that we, what, what once had a hold on us no longer does. Bear with me one second. My, my iPad just died, but I got it right here. That is, that is a bummer. A little too much screen time, am I right? It's killing the battery. That's good. Let me, let me get down here. We're almost done. Okay, we're doing good on time. This is great. Cool. You guys good? Are we cool? Okay, cool. Thank you. Okay. So with this, right, you might have been like, you might have been like me. Like, I don't like rules, right? The world doesn't like rules. But you know what it says in the Psalms? And the psalmist wrote, I will run in the path of your commands, right? I will run in the path of your rules, if you will, because you have set my heart free, right? Rules help us remain in freedom, right? Rules of life. So, so does anyone here like... Okay, we've, we, we've all been bowling, right? Does anyone actually like bowling? Okay, I don't, I'm out on bowling. I, have, have you ever done a bowling like youth thing with me? Because you ain't going to find one at this youth group. Because you know what? I find bowling miserable, right? I don't want to go. But if I did, my lane, I, you know, I would go. I, go, I would go because I like you. I probably wouldn't even play. I'd have like a soda or something, right? But here's this. What is it? Or they, I, I'll go to the arcade. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. But if we did, Jay, if we went, if we went bowling, there's not, the, 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 I mean, it's a boring sport. It's a lame sport. That's what's wrong with it. No, I'm just kidding. Are you good at bowling? Yeah, okay, sweet. If we went together, would you let me put the, the bumpers up? Okay, thank you. I'll go bowling with you. I'd be willing to go if you're going to be, like, graceful to me in that way, right? So let's say if we go bowling, I'm not going to aim for the bumpers. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to try to roll a strike, Right? You know, that's the thing with these rules of life that we actually want to embrace, right, is I'm not aiming for the bumpers, but they are there in case I get 
off course. So let's read. We want the regula. We want the trellis. We want to abide. We want to expand so that we can bear much fruit in our life, right? So what is a rule of life? A rule of life is a schedule and set of practices and rhythms that help us create space in our busy world for us to be with Jesus, to become like Jesus and do what he did to live to the full. And John 10, 10, that's what he says. I want you through me to have life and have it to the full and his kingdom and in alignment with our deepest passions and priorities, right? The rules of life, they help us find our gifting and live in it. It helps us do what we're passionate about instead of simply letting life pass us by. Now, what did rule mean in Latin for you? What is rule in Latin? Not the exact word. What, what, did it, what, what did it mean in English? It means a trellis, correct, right? Like a trellis in a vineyard. Now, why does a vine need a trellis to lift a vine off the ground? Why would you want a trellis? Let someone else go in. You're right. Why? Why do we need a trellis in the vineyard? Aaron just said it. Okay, nice and loud, Aaron. Why do we want a trellis? We want to produce more fruit. And what else? Not just that. We will have more fruit, but think about very practically. What, what would elevation do for a good vine and, and fruit production? Think about protection. Maybe keep it free from predators and diseases, right? See, we need a rule as a kind of support structure to organize our life around. If we don't have organization, if we don't have some sort of structure, if we don't have a trellis in our life, life will run you and you won't run it for God, right? And I want you guys to abide in God. If you leave it up to chance, you will not abide in God. And if you're not abiding in God, maybe it's because we don't have very good rules of life in place, right? So... I want peace. I want inner peace, right, with God. Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and life to the full, but in that we can also have a peace that surpasses all understanding. I want that, right? And I want that for you as well. I think that's what makes us set apart, right? I mean, the world hates rules, so in order for us to save the world, we have to do things that the world is not doing, right? We must be set apart. We must have these rules. And when we have these rules, we will have an inner peace that is in fact desirable. But I think that you will have that peace when your schedule, what you're doing is aligned with what your value, right? What you're doing in your life might not be lining up with what you actually want, right? If we want to arrive at the destination that God has laid on your heart, we have to schedule and arrange our days so that we can remain in the way. This is the way, right? See, the rules of life are tools, right? It's not a rigid, legalistic, or to-do list. No, it's the structure that gives us freedom, growth, and joy, right? See, I'm going to, like, like this, this is just the starting point, right? Don't be overwhelmed, right? We have... Like, like an entire school year. And then even for you seniors, man, I'm going to send you off with some good stuff, right? But for the rest of us, man, that's what really our gathering is going to be all about in many ways. One of the critical things that we'll do is developing a rule of life, living in a rhythm that helps us continue to abide in Jesus Christ, right? So what are some things you want to do more of? Like it doesn't have to be like the most holiest thing ever. What is something you want to do more of that's like healthy and good? Say it. What do you mean get out of bed? Because you, you got out of bed today. What do you, what do you mean? I, I, know, I know where you're going, Trey, but that's good. What, what do you mean? Okay. That's real talk. 
Okay. So, 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 like, you want to get out of bed earlier? Like, what do you mean? Okay. Me too. I agree. I think that's good. What else? That's good, Trey. What do you want to do more of? Or what do you want to take away? I want to read more, right? I'm not a reader. You know what my mom used to say to me in homeschool? Readers are leaders. You guys ever heard that? Well, you know what? Your boy ain't reading. And now why am I leading this youth group, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to read, right? I want to become a reader, right? But if I live with my phone at the bedside, I ain't going to become no reader, right? I'm trying to get a grip. I don't want to be on Instagram. I'd rather read. You know what I'm saying? Right, what else? What do we want to do? I'm trying to help you guys out. Drink more water? That's so good, right? Like, like, like man, Jesus wants, God wants us to be healthy people, right? If we're going to serve him effectively, I, I got to drink more water too. Less coffee, more water, you know what I mean? Yes, what else? This is good. That's what I'm looking for. What do you want to do more of? Yes, Matt. What do you want to eat less? Are you, over, are you, do you overeat, man? Okay, good. Matt wants to eat less. Okay, cool. I respect it. Huh? Okay. All right, cool, cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to finish this now. We're not taking any more. Actually, we'll ta- yes, Kate, help us out. Make it a community thing. Okay, I dig that. What else? Okay, got us back on track. What else? Yes. Yes, me too. Yes, yes. What else? Yes, Michael. Okay, so, so you're not trying to like eat less. You're trying to eat healthier. Very good. I like it. Anything else? Do you guys want to paint? Is there anyone who loves to paint and you're just not doing it very Are you doing it as much as you'd like? Do you think that if you arrange your days better, like maybe you could? Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. What else? Practice more? Practice what more? Let's go. So you really want to, you want to, like you can do that though. You know what I'm saying? We can do that. No, you, I can't. You can do that, right? Okay, sorry. What else? That's good. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Come on. Amen. That's right. That's right. I love it. That's what, what else? Anything else? Yes, Michael. Amen. That's got to be a spiritual discipline. That has to be a rule of life, right? I agree. I agree. That's good. See, I eat a lot of food after 8 p.m. Do you know what Jackson's rule of life is? Don't eat food after 8 p.m., Right? <laughs> I eat food. There might be one night a week I don't have to eat after 8 p.m., right? But my rule is I don't eat after 8, right? I can't do it. I can do it, but I'm not doing it. I'm so stupidos, right? I want to get a grip on this thing, right? See, I want to be present. And me, I give my, like, we have bedtime duties, right? So, like, like I, I, I bathe my son at night. And I'd like to make it clear, it takes, like, 30 minutes because he likes to play in the bath. My wife reads a book in, like, four minutes. I'm getting the rip off of bedtime right now. Right? But it's, it's like, it's fun. I'm with him, right? But as far as what's easier, she's got the easier job. She reads a book like four minutes. I'm like, reading like three books or something, not just one, you know? Right? But you know what? You know what I'm doing while he's like playing around in the tub? You know? Like, I'll be present with your dang kid, Jackson, right? You know? Like, like, like he's going to see that in me. For all of us, man. Like, I get, like, man, at this, at this lock-in, like, there, were, there, were, there was good connection, but there were times we were on our phone and not connecting, right? Man, I want you guys to be effective. I want you to be healthy. I want you to be readers, right? I, I want you to read the word of God, right? But there's also incredible books on theology. There's incredible biographies to read out there, right? There's incredible fiction to read too, right? You know, I want you guys just to be effective in whatever your gifting is. 
I don't, I don't want you guys to get trapped in thinking like that, that I can't have rules of life. No, man, we need to arrange our days so that we can remain in the way of Jesus Christ. So let me pray for you. God, I pray for everyone in this room. If this teaching is convicting, if they're like, look, like I'm living a lifestyle that, that's not helping me become who you've called me to be, God. God, if there's a student right now just in their hearts saying, God, would you help me, Lord? Would you help me rearrange my days to not be doing things that doesn't promote abiding with you, Father God? That, that I would start asking the question, not is this good for me or is this bad for me? But God, I would start asking and evaluating through the lens of who am I becoming through doing this, God? Let us choose our time well. Let us give our attention to things that matter in your kingdom. God, we want to abide in you and we want to remain in you. And it's in your mighty name we pray. Amen. Hey guys, thanks so much for spending time with us. If you'd like to learn more about The Bridge, please follow us on Instagram at wearethebridge. Also, if you need prayer, send us a DM. Otherwise, tune in next time.